0: Hey, everyone, and welcome to the Nintendo Fuse podcast. This is episode 282, recorded on December 4th, 2023. My name is Steve, and of course, I'm here with Barry and Greg. Barry, how you doing? I'm doing well. Hope everyone yeah. else is enjoying themselves out there. Greg, how are you
1: doing?
2: Holding up pretty well. Um, yeah, things have been going pretty pretty good for on the gaming side, at least over here,
0: so that's always good. nice. Nice. Yeah, we're going to be talking a lot about gaming. Uh, This is our episode before our Game of the Year awards. So episode 283, which will be the next one, uh, will be all about our Game of the Year awards. But tonight in this episode, we are going to be talking all about Level 5's recent presentation, uh, some controversy over the Completionist and uh, some things going on with his charity. Also going to preview our Game of the Year awards and several other stories. We want to make sure that you guys know about uh, but before we get into any of that, we're going to talk about what we have been playing. And uh, as if you're joining in our live chat, make sure you let us know in the, in the live chat what you've been playing as well. We'd love to hear what you guys uh, play. And if you're if you're joining after the fact, you can also uh, join us in the the, uh, the comments and let us know after after the fact as well. Um, we we love interacting with you guys in throughout uh, the entire podcast. Uh, also, if you've not joined us on social media, be sure to head over to @NintendoFuse on your fo- favorite social media. And you should be able to find us over there and join us on our Discord. Uh, it's a growing community over there, and we love like talking about games and lots of other things. Lots, of, been lots of conversation around uh, games, but also movies this this last week uh, in in the Discord. So, if you enjoy any anything like that, and you want to hop over into our Discord, it'd be a great place to uh, to join our community. Uh, but as we've said, let's get into what we have been playing, and we'll let Barry kick it off.
1: Yeah, <laughs> so I've, I've been busy this past two weeks. I didn't think I was going to be this busy, um, but it turns out I was busier than I expected in terms of <laughs> gameplay. Uh, so I, on the Switch, still doing Pokemon Unite uh, daily thing. Uh, Pokemon Scarlet, we talked about last time. that was a raid event, so I logged in. I think it took me two tries to beat him and logged out, so I did that quickly. Uh, also talked about last time, Tetris 99 had a WarioWare uh, theme for, uh, the, the, uh, for the WarioWare Move-It, so I logged in, got my 100 points, logged out. <laughs> so did those quickly. Uh, a game we're going to be talking about in a little bit uh, for the Switch called Full Quiet. Uh, another game that I'm doing review for that I can't talk about uh, until next week called Juanyan Sword, Mist Beyond the Mountains. It is a, an RPG series, I could say. Yeah, this game came out, came out originally from 1999. It's the third game in the series. So uh, glad to see it brought to a more modern system. Uh, but more on that next time. Uh, then I was doing Persona 5 Tactical last time and I did finish it. Uh, really enjoyed it. I, I loved the cast of Persona 5. Uh, if you like you know, strategy role-playing games, then yes, this is absolutely perfect for you. And if you don't like strategy role-playing games, it's in the vein of Mario & Rabbids where it's more user-friendly. I I know a lot of people didn't like the fourth kingdom in this game where it was literally just a a gauntlet of battles and very little story, and and I agree with that. But uh, overall, it was a very good experience. And uh, I was waiting at this point for uh, another game to come out, so I had a little time So a game I've been meaning to play earlier this year, and I just never did, uh, was an old old game called Rhapsody, a musical adventure. Uh, I played it via the Printing Presents NIS uh, Classics Volume 3 on the Mm -hmm. Switch, Um, because we finally got the second and third game this year, which never came out. Um, But I never played the series, and I've heard good things, so I wanted to play the first one. So I did. Uh, And it was a quick quick playthrough. I mean, it's probably like a 10-hour RPG uh or less and it's it's cute it's it's actually a musical like characters would just break into song full english vocal tracks um this was originally for the playstation and then later on the ds Uh, but it was a fun it was also actually a a kind of like a strategy rpg Uh, but thankfully it had auto battle and boy did i abuse auto battle because i'm not (laughs) a strategy role playing fan. but but i did enjoy the story uh really really cute great cast of characters, and it, it had, like, monster collecting, too, which is cool, but speaking of monster collecting, uh, the big game I've been waiting for, Dragon Quest Monsters The Dark Prince, came out on Friday, so I've been playing that, and I am roughly, I'm gonna say roughly around two-thirds through, I, I think, but uh, I'm not sure where the story is gonna go, because it is getting really good, uh, and I've, I've hit almost a wall, like, I'm at a point where it's like, do I power up a little more, do I start... Reading monsters and changing it up but i'm having a good time i'd say my only complaint is this game gives you the the uh kind of the illusion of choice and it's like oh do you want to do this yes or no and it doesn't matter what you pick the story is going to go and i was like because because at first it was like oh are you going to do this and it was like this is what it wants you to do a good option and i was like well now i'm going to say no let's see what happens and i was like oh now i'm like my friends are leaving me, and I'm like, I'm I'm going down a bad road, and I'm like, I don't think I want to do that. My first playthrough, so I reloaded, and I was like, Oh no, I'll do that, and it's like, Oh, we don't believe you, and then boom, I'm back down the bad road. I'm like, Oh, <laughs> oh, the choice doesn't matter. The the story is taking me where the story wants to take me. So I go into it knowing it's it's like whose line is it anyway? Or, you know, the points don't matter. <laughs> The choices don't matter, but it is a lot of fun. Uh, it is a lot of fun if you've never played a Dragon Quest Monsters game. It is like Pokemon, but it's totally not like Pokemon at the same time. So uh, I highly recommend it. Uh, another game, or another two games really, I went to the NSO app, uh, played a little Kirby Superstar Stacker for the Super Nintendo. I uh, love that game on the Game Boy. I uh, love it on the Super Nintendo. Um, too bad it's all in Japanese, but at least it's one way to play it. And I was feeling a little nostalgic, so I went back to the GBA and played the original WarioWare uh, after playing Move It earlier this year. And boy, did I forget that the original WarioWare didn't really have a lot of games. It was pretty much the same games you played. Like, if you failed and you you didn't get a continue, but then you replayed and it was the same games in a different order. So I was like, oh yeah, that that was a huge... Like, if it was 15 total in that chapter, there was 15 games in that chapter. That was it. It wasn't like 30 and you got 15 of them randomly uh but then thanksgiving happened i went to a friend's house we had uh, friendsgiving and uh one of my friends there was showing us the metaquest 3 that came out and i was thinking about it and i was like you know this would be good if my in-laws are coming in town next week and i'm like this would be really good for them um you know they might enjoy this uh, so we decided as our christmas present for each other my wife and i got ourselves a metaquest 3. <laughs> So I've been fooling around with it, even though I had the PSVR 2, and the VR 2, it's a pain in the butt to get out and hook up and all that. Like, this is just pop in and go. So I was playing a couple games on it and fantastic games, honestly, I was blown away. Real VR fishing is amazing, it is absolutely amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of these I got for my my father-in-law, um, but I wound up enjoying anyways. Uh, Gun Club VR Reloaded, uh, which actually came out in PS4 VR 2. Uh like a cool little shooting gallery type game. Uh, golf plus. I'm not a golf person at all. My father-in-law loves golf, but I had to test it to, so I can tell him what to do. And I was really impressed it's with so how well it worked. Yeah. It is it's really, really good. good. Yeah. I was shocked. I was like, yeah. this feels so good. <laughs> like wow. Um Star Wars pinball VR also felt good. Uh, it was just really cool seeing the characters and like playing pinball, like actually like as opposed to playing a pinball game. Uh, epic roller coasters I am not a fan of roller coasters but it was really interesting to try them in VR but it also has like Disney uh, amusement park like modes where there's coasters that are more amusement rides than actual like thrill rides uh, it's like going around like Jurassic Park style and I was, this is actually really entertaining got like, I, I like this And messed around with VR chat finally because I know a lot of people played VR chat and I was like hey what's up and I was like Walk into rooms and just talk with a few people here and that people are constantly up and leaving. And I was just like just yeah. like, oh I'm probably because I'm a guy, you know. They're like, oh, you're not a girl bye. Um, but yeah, it was it was definitely interesting. And then finally, uh, PC still playing Final Fantasy 14. Uh, you know, whenever I got can and mobile still Mario Kart Tour. Um, but then I also had another game on the Switch for review, which I, I mentioned last time, but now I can talk about it this time. And that game is Cetris. And Cetris is a puzzle game from East Asia Soft. They provided a code, so thank you very much, much East Asia Soft. And uh, this game is available right now. Uh, is normally $4.99. Uh, sale ends on 12 13 It's 20% off right now, so it's $3.99. And this is a puzzle game where it pretty much gives you a shape and a bunch of uh, Tetris-style pieces. And you have to put all the Tetris-style pieces inside the shape given, and uh, leave no empty space. And it's, uh, you have to flip them, you have to rotate them, you have to figure out the best way to do it, and there's, there's little obstacles sometimes in the shape as well. A lot of fun, relaxing. I think there's 80 puzzles, so there's a lot of content. Like, there's a lot of stuff to do. And I don't know if it's supposed to be more challenging, but I kind of feel it makes it easier. Sometimes a puzzle will have, like, a red square, and it means the red Tetris piece has to... Cover that square somehow and I almost feel it kind of makes it easier because it's like all right I know it has to go here So you work around that as opposed to blank canvas, you know trial and error, but uh, I've had a lot of fun with it, uh, it doesn't it, while there's a lot of puzzles There's not a lot of depth and what I mean by that is, you know If you do 10 puzzles and you say is anything new happening. I haven't encountered anything I think I'm in like the 40th or 50th puzzle. Uh, I haven't encountered anything new Um, so it's just the puzzles get more challenging, but it is a lot of fun. It's a great pick up and play. Like I've got five minutes. I'm going to do a puzzle or two, um, type of game. So I do recommend it for that, especially for the price. Uh, If you are, you know, unsure, if you like this kind of thing, uh, watch a video, see if you would, but, uh, it's, it's only $4 right now. So it's, I think it's a good value and, uh. Yeah, I, I highly recommend it uh if you enjoy those things. So thank you very much, East Asia Soft, for uh for providing a code. And uh if you guys wind up picking up and playing it, uh, let us know your thoughts.
0: Cool. Cool. Let's go to the chat real quick and it says uh Jakster's been playing Dragon Ball Z Kakarot. Kakarot. Oh, it was so close. So close. Kakarot, Kakarot,
1: Kakarot. You, like all the hey, DBZ fans right now are ready. That's like, you know what? Bring it team. on!
0: Bring it on! <laughs> Bring it on! I will admit, I know next to nothing about Dragon Ball Z. Uh, <laughs> well, now you have a new homework assignment. <laughs> Let's move on. Uh, but anyhow, I guess the uh, post game keeps crashing, uh, and then started Xenoblade Chronicles Three: Future Redeemed, and loving it. And also something else I probably can't pronounce: uh, Honkei, Honkai, Honkai. Honkai okay. sounds right. Honkai Star Rail and uh, Pokemon Sleep and Pikmin Bloom. And also Tetris 99 for the WarioWare theme. So, man, jixter has uh, been playing almost as many games as you have been, Barry. So, it's exciting. Yeah, that's awesome, uh, Greg, what are you about to do? Well,
2: I had a quick comment that I wanted to interlude there. It's, uh, this is not also the first time Steve's mispronounced something on this podcast. And not at all, be best especially best when well, it has so. something
0: to do with <laughs> Japanese.
2: Yeah, so please forgive... Both him and my uh, pronunciation skills we're not the best on those things. But all right, back to what I've been playing. So um, I last time I had mentioned I had like pretty much downloaded Hogwarts Legacy. So this one was more um, heavily based. I actually be playing the game. So I've just been kind of enjoying um, exploring around Hogwarts and collecting a lot of these different field pages that you can find and doing some of the a few of the quests and not terribly far into the game, but I have done like some of the main quests and did like the first few things and learned like the first uh, like six or seven spells, but there's still quite a long way to go because there's definitely lots of unlockables to be found here. So so far I've been really enjoying my time with the game. I, I do like that there's tons of fast travel spots all throughout the castles. So then you can easily just jump to areas if you're not looking for secrets or just Really not feeling like you want to just explore through, but um one of the things I didn't really care for was that there's always like the guide thing is like almost like always on, so then like if you pick up a quest and then like, oh here's the guide for this quest, and then it'll immediately like show you a path on how to get there. It's like, well, I didn't want to diverge off of the previous quest that was on, but thanks for uh, overriding my <laughs> previous one that I had selected. I mean, obviously can unselected and reselect the one that you wanted to do, but it's kind of annoying that if you pick up a new quest, just having to be wandering around, then it kind of overwrites it there as well. But again, small nitpick things. So there's tons of secrets to be found in Hogwarts, and i am still got a long way to go. Um, I actually did play some Super Mario Maker 2 over this last uh, break period. I've been on a pretty long hiatus, and um, a few of the creators I found have um, made I'm playing levels like themed after uh, making a whole super world based on levels from Super Mario 1. So there's like a series that was like, oh, this is 1-1, but, and then like they find some way to mix it up. And someone did like a 1-2, and then I just recently saw a 1-3. So I was like, I wonder if I should try to fill in the gap here. And I selected um, World 2-2, and then I designed a few courses around that. I didn't upload them or anything yet, but I was just kind of having some fun with the ideas. So there's any creative people out there that want to help generate a few ideas that are are new, then definitely feel free to send a comment or in my way and I'll hopefully go try to implement one of those levels. So there's that. Um, I did um purchase Ira and the Crow Maiden and then I put in our Discord that I was having an awesome issue that I guess is with the version one of the game. So um I did reach out to the either the Devs or the publishing team, I'm unsure which one was that actually had contacted, but they had surprisingly reached back right away and said yeah, they're already aware of the issue and that they're waiting on Nintendo's lot check to confirm the bug, so or to have the bug patched fully out. So um, hopefully be able to get some more time into that. But obviously my initial playtime has been very uh, <laughs> negative just based on that video that I posted in our Discord. Um. On the original Nintendo, I was playing one of my mine and my brother's favorite games, Nobunaga's Ambition. So, um, determined that the battery in my cartridge actually died, so we did like some emergency surgery and replaced the battery on it. And so then we were resuming playing and just had a lot more fun just <laughs> messing around with the game because it's one of those fun games that me and him always just love playing on get-togethers that we have, and whether we play with like the seventeen. Lords are 50 50 on the actual regular nintendo so it's just one of our favorite games that we play a lot together um and then pretty much on mobile still the same kind of run the mill stuff the uh, roblox simpsons tapped out um a little bit of monopoly ghost still even and yeah. then um super mario run i've still been powering through it so i did wrap up the black Coins on the initial um six worlds of tour so i now joined the ranks of uh Mary and Alex that have already, and Jared that have already uh, completed that. I noticed Steve didn't have the black icon by his yet, so that means he didn't complete the initial tour for the black coins. So um, I guess I went up Steve there, (laughs) but now I'm going into the special world and hoping to get the, finish up the coins there because I didn't even get the purple coins in the special world. So still more to go on Super Mario run. That's about all I've been playing.
0: Nice.
1: Hey Greg, nice. um I'm not sure if you know this or not, but there's actually some Nobunaga's ambition games on the Switch as well.
2: Yeah, there is, I saw that one came out on there and I've been a big fan of like that original Nintendo game and then I I know they had a the second one on the NES, but I never played it or found a copy of it. And then I know it was on PlayStation and stuff for a number of games or whatever too, but I never got into those. Um, it was almost the thing that got me into Pokemon originally when they did that crossover for Wii. I was so close to just getting it, and I really regret they did it. DS. Yes,
1: you not, mean Pokemon Conquest? Yeah,
2: yeah, that's what it was. Yeah, DS, not Wii. Hmm. That was almost the game that got me into Pokemon a lot sooner, but I really should have pulled the trigger on it, because now it's probably $500 or whatever.
1: No, not that much. <laughs> it was a fun game, though. It,
2: yeah, only like probably
0: like 50 or 100 but yeah nice nice again let us know what you've been playing either in the live chat or also in the uh the the chat or the comments afterwards as well um jc glenn is in the chat and said anyone stoked for the retro retro tink 4k i'm thinking he says retro link 4k no tink Tink retro-tink is correct. What right? is retro tink? I know retro link It's an adapter to hook
1: up older systems to 4k TV and out and up the out like upscale the output.
0: I wonder if it's the same thing. And I just always thought it was retro link. Maybe, but it's retro tink. Cause retro link kind of makes sense. And I thought, and maybe like long ago, I thought, nah, that can't be tink. It must be link. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, I, I've not seen this, this 4k one, um, but, uh. Yeah, he says it's looking pretty cool. So, nice. Um, I've been playing Rocket League, of course, um, and interesting thing is going on in Rocket League. We'll tell you a little more about that uh, later on in the headlines uh, section, but I've still been enjoying it. I think this latest season gets over tonight, I believe, and we have no idea what is happening in the next season. They've been completely silent, and supposedly I think it's supposed to drop tomorrow or the next day, one or the other, so yeah um there's people thinking that this is like the game is dying and they're gonna they don't know what to do with it anymore and other people are thinking this is the time they're finally switching over to unreal uh the newest unreal engine and finally they're actually going to uh to bring it to you know all the promises that they've been talking about for a long time so it could go either way so who knows uh if they bring it to the new unreal, how would that affect the switch version? Um, good question. But I think I'm wondering if they don't really change the game very much. I'm wondering if they could still go cross platform. Um, even with the old one, it just won't look as good on switch, which it already doesn't look as good. So, <laughs> and Part at this point, course, I don't care. Cause I play it mostly on my, my Xbox, So, um, so I can actually get 120 frames per second and everything. But, um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, it's going to be interesting. So a couple days, we'll find out uh, what things are going on. But we'll talk about a little more about that, like I said, in the headlines. I've um, also been playing more Pokemon Go, um, just collecting Pokemon and whatever else is going on in the game. Um, I haven't really explored a whole bunch of, act- of battles or anything like that, but I've just been... Playing it a lot more lately and got more into it. Uh, Played a game called Full Quiet that we're going to talk about in just a little bit. And also played Catan. Catan, Catan, depending on who who you talk to. That, I know, goes by different pronunciations, so I can confidently say that. (laughs) Um, And uh, I played Catan, the uh, console edition, which is the newest version. So... Catan came out like back in 2019, I believe, and uh, and that game still exists, but it's only single player now because the multiplayer servers were shut down. And so now we have this new one, which is called Catan uh, Console Edition, and I, I have s- several different thoughts about this game. Uh, first of all, it was a little buggy in the menu at times. So I think they still have some some things to tweak here and there. It crashed on me twice. Uh and then the uh, quick game setup also goes so quick. And when so when you go in, you have all, all these different options of, of how to play. And if you go with the quick game, it, it jumps you right into a game with three other people and just throws you in and and it basically sets up the uh the initial auto placement for your your initial settlements for you and does all that stuff so it's going turn by turn by turn and it looks like the game is playing for you at the beginning with in a reality it kind of is and so i was all confused at the very beginning i was like do i get to play this game like i hope i get to play too and finally after everything's placed then i got to actually play and it was fine i had a great time and it was fun um but uh after after a couple rounds i got the hang of it uh What I did enjoy later is I didn't go back into quick, you know, game. I I went back and and did like a game where I got to set up, you know, how the game was. And that was a lot more fun. It it didn't fly through the whole setup and everything. And I got to place my settlements where I wanted them to go and and everything. So um, that was fun. Uh, But I only got to play single player against the AI components because uh, public online is hopeless. Uh, it is like public. I'm sure if you go against a a private match where you set up your own private game, it's probably great. But public was hopeless. Uh, it paired me up with two other or one other person and two AI players. But the game never started. I'm pretty sure the person that jumped in there first forgot about it or something because I just sit there in the open lobby like saying, yep, I'm ready. And I sit there for a while and I backed out. And I was like, okay, I'll find another open lobby. And nope, it's sent me back in the same one over and over and over again. So finally, I gave up on that. Uh, like an hour or so goes by, I was like, let me try it again. And I sat there forever without ever getting connected to a game. And I have cross-platform play turned on as well. So it should have put me with something on the Xbox or PlayStation or PC or something. And I never got paired with another person. So I don't know. People aren't playing it, or their servers just suck. I don't know, but uh, the single player was fun. It, it it's it looks a lot more updated than the original game. Uh, back on the launched um, several years ago on the Switch. Um, it's it's not as detailed though as the original game. So in the original game, you had all these different scenarios that you could play through against different like it's almost like a campaign in the original uh, single player. Uh, game and you can still play that on the original one because i actually went back and played it just to compare the game board looks a lot more like the original in in the original game so the actual game board in the board game uh there's a lot more comparison and the newest version it's been updated and they're a little bit more 3d like and they have like little farmer like a, a farmer in the in the field that's actually working the field rather than just a plain you know uh, tile that it looks like in the in the actual board game, so it's been updated a little bit, but there's not as not as much there. Um, but uh, but the single player plays smoothly. Um, I would just yeah <laughs> recommend um, letting you, just letting you know ahead of time when you when you fire it up and you hit quick match um, that it's going to do everything for you, and so don't freak out like I did. Um, it, you'll eventually get to play the game, um, even though it doesn't look like you will at the beginning. But uh, I it was fun. And um, if you enjoy Catan, I think it could be fun. I didn't get to play its uh, local multiplayer yet, but they did do something really cool in this version. Because if you want to keep your tiles uh, and the cards and everything that you have private, you can actually turn on a mobile second screen and scan a QR code that gives you a private view of what you have in your hand. And so that way, everybody's looking at the screen as the board game, and you have your mobile phone or your that's tablet awesome. as, as your, you know, your hand and your cards and all that stuff. So it's kind of a cool little touch that, uh, that allows you to, to play it multiplayer and not be able to you know, see everybody's stuff or have to like, close your eyes when the other people are playing or something. So that's kind of cool.
1: Does the original version have that or just this one?
0: It does not. No. Uh, the original version did not have local multiplayer at all. So it was wow. only single-player or online multiplayer.
1: So it sounds like buy the original for single-player content and buy this for multiplayer content.
0: Pretty much, yeah. So I don't know what the, the original one uh, price is now. I hope it went down since they pulled online, but uh, I'm not sure. I actually don't even know what the the cost of this one is. Um, but I did get it, uh, disclosure. I did get a, a review code from, from the company as, as well. So,
1: so. the original one is on sale. Normally it's 6 99 It's on sale for three forty. dollars no, Oh, it's a Katana. That's not Katan. Oh. Um, Katan console edition is, there's, there's no other one. I don't think
0: you can get the original one. Yeah. I was I trying to, gone. I was trying to search for it earlier and I, yeah. So if so you have the it, game is, you have it.
1: I don't know. The the this one is 19.99, but there's a DLC bundle and it's 29.99 for the DLC bundle.
0: Yeah, which is is definitely a, a discount. Um, I, think, I think there's two uh, two things that are included in that DLC bundle, and you can get it for in the bundle for ten more dollars. If you buy them separately, I think it's more like seventeen dollars. So if you're thinking about the bundle or the getting the DLC, then it's it's definitely. Um better to get the bundle for the oh, expansion. No, you
1: can still get the original. I see what it is. It looks like Catan Console Edition is $20. Catan Console Edition Deluxe is $24.99. And Catan Console Edition Super Deluxe, which has the DLC, is $29.99. So those so are
0: all the the new one?
1: The, the original one was edition. just
0: called Catan, and that was it. Oh, was it? Yep. And it is, so what's the, I think, um, gone. That's
1: weird that's so, so weird
0: only if you only if you own it already yep that sucks yeah so kind of weird but uh hopefully yeah we'll get a chance to to play some Barry because I need someone to play online because uh, I can't play anyone public that's one person I tried to but she never started the game <laughs>
1: if only they sent more codes
0: that's that's true that's true they didn't Get ghosted now, I feel on like email. I think I've heard
1: you two talk a lot about
2: this game. Like they almost oh, want to like, check it out too. Have you never played Katan?
0: Oh, oh, no, fantastic. I have not. Oh okay. It's uh it's a fairly simple board game, but there's and it's and it's cool because like every game is different because the way you set up the board is is random every right. time. So every every experience is always gonna be different. Um but
1: and it's one of those few games where you actually benefit on your opponent's turn too. Because mm. depending on how the dice roll, you can get resources on your opponent's turn.
0: Yeah. It's a it's a lot of luck and strategy all at the same time. So, but it's yeah, it's pretty fun. So hey, if you get it on uh on on Switch, let me know and we'll we'll play online sometime. <laughs> Cause I'm looking for some online opponents. <laughs> uh so I well, just let's... stomp and I'll let you know. <laughs> <laughs> Well, let's move into our, our game chat for this episode. And Barry and I had an opportunity to play a game, and I'm going to kick it over to him, and we'll jump into this game chat before we head into this uh, this episode's new discussion.
1: Yeah, so uh, the game we played is a game called Full Quiet on the Nintendo Switch. Uh, this is came out July 7th of 2023 from 8-Bit Legit. And full disclosure, they did provide us review code, so thank you very much, 8-Bit Legit. Um, this is normally $9.99. Nine uh, it is an 8-bit experience of survival, puzzles, and exploration. Uh, this actually is an NES game. It's an NES aftermarket game playable on the NES, so they were able to bring it over and port it to the Switch uh this you get lost in this challenging mysterious open world adventure as you encounter strange creatures solve puzzles and figure out how to restore the radio relay grid in order to find your missing son look for clues along the way and manage your resources when you decode the secrets of the game uh so uh steve uh, what are your thoughts
0: (laughs) i have lots of thoughts in this about this game uh I, I'll just say from the very beginning. I just let's just get this out of the way. Um, I was not a fan uh, of this game. Um, I I think from the very beginning I was I was confused at what to do. It, it wasn't super clear. Um, the menus were even tough to navigate. Like I, I was like, what? I don't even understand how to operate the menu. Um, just if you play the game, X had the but X button backs you out of things. That is not super clear all the time, Um, but the X button is your friend to back out of of things as one step back. Uh, Usually you're used to doing that on the B button, but uh, that is not the case in this game um you do have the opportunity i like the opportunity to customize my controls so eventually i totally i re- remapped my controls because i wanted to uh i wanted my shoot button to be on y and i wanted b to be jump and a to be the the forward dash jump thing um front roll thing whatever and uh so i i remapped those buttons which is nice i like that they gave you that opportunity uh but yeah i i had i had a rough time with this game um i think the the levels are pretty bare bones sometimes as you're moving from one thing to the next sometimes you have no enemies at all you're just walking from the left to the right or the right to the left depending on which way you're going sometimes that's two or three screens in a row you have no nothing on the screen at all and like what what's the what was the point of this like train and and all that stuff um yeah, I think the the controls were, like I said, were a little rough. But you do have the opportunity to uh, to change them up. Um, but they don't use all the buttons on the on the controller. I could understand if they said, "Hey, we're only going to keep it to like the NES, and we're only going to use the main control pad and A and B," and that makes sense. But they don't. They use X and Y and the ZR and ZL. So why not use R and L to do things as well? And why not use the secondary skit stick uh, stick to do stuff as well? So like there, and and there's just some, there's some things that I was like, this could be easier, I think in, in the long run. So they say the game is difficult. Um, but I think the controls make it even more difficult and the lack of not knowing what's going on. You really do need to, you need to read the manual <laughs> that's on the, the game. But even getting into the manual, like, I don't know about your copy, but my copy, I opened the manual and it went to a blank screen. And I thought the game had crashed or I thought like, oh, they forgot to put the manual in there. And then I had to click a button to actually turn a page. And then eventually I got the manual. They also have a two page tip thing in there. Also highly recommend reading those tips. uh, So you know how to even grab a hold of a ledge because that's not completely obvious. Um, and how to do that. Like sometimes you'll be entering into a door and then you have to jump up to a ledge. Well, guess how you grab a ledge you hold up, which also puts you through that door. So you have to be precisely in the right spot in order to avoid going back through the door, but also be able to jump up on the ledge. So different things like that. I mean, if it's trying to capture the original NES experience, some games were like that on NES. Um, they they weren't super polished, um, but I feel like now we're in 2023. There's a, there's a few things that that I wish uh, they'd, they they would have polished a little bit more. But Barry, I'm gonna let you talk about it a little more. I have got some other things, but uh, that's just kind of a general impression at the beginning here.
1: Yeah, I agree with a lot of that. Uh, it's one of those things where when you when you're so divorced from that era. Um, of gaming it's you just want to like the 2023 era you put a game in you push start and you get right into it and the NES era Super Nintendo Master System you know Genesis uh, era was different you opened up the box you read through the manual before you ever pop that cartridge in and I went into it like a 2023 game and I was confused. I was like, "What am I doing? Where am I going?" And and like you know, I died. And I was like, "Okay, let me try this again." So I got a little farther, and then I died. I'm like, "Okay, I, we're we're doing this. We're we're going back, bringing me back to NES days. Let's do this." And eventually, you know, I I you know got past that, and I I hit a loop, and I was like, "What do I do?" And I, uh, then I was like, "Oh, I got to read the manual." And I'm like, "Oh man, this is bringing me back." So in terms of authentic experience, yes, it is. It is definitely there, and, and that's what I think that's what they were going for, which is really, really cool, uh, and it's ambitious. This game is very ambitious. There's a lot to do in it. There's a lot of, of items. There's a lot of story, which is not usually the case when it comes to NES games, but it's also cryptic. It's very cryptic. You're going to come across, like, key codes, and you're like, what do I do? Like, what do I do? Like was there a clue somewhere did i miss it like where do i go and 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 like there's parts where it's like there's like two levels and you could go down and up between them and it's not really clear that you can do that and there's like an in between level too and i'm like where do i go and there's like there's one point where like a, a plant grabbed me from a tree and pulled me up and I'm like hitting all the buttons and I'm like, why can't I get out? And then I realized I had to rotate the analog stick to get out. I am and I'm so like, glad
0: to hear that I was not the only one to experience that.
1: <laughs> oh, it's like, what am I doing? I'm spamming A and B. I'm like, come on, like, get me like, out well, of this. Tree.
0: I guess I'm done.
1: <laughs> I, I, I almost turned it off. I was like, I guess I'm done here at this point. I'm stuck. And then I'm like, well, maybe I rotate the analog stick and I dropped down and I was like, Really? Because, like, again, 2023 gaming, you push buttons like crazy to get out of holds like that. And, I, you know, NES days, was it, Do we, we, we do the rotate around mm-hmm. the control, you know, the control pad? It's been so long. Um, but I was like, okay, I'm getting this. But then I got, like, into a loop, and I just kept going around. I'm like, what do I do? I just keep going around the same squares, and I'm like, i was starting to get bored, and it started getting dark. And I'm like, what's going to happen at dark? Oh, my God, you know, like, like, like it's really cool that there's a day-night sequence, uh, sequence in an NES game. Like that's really cool. But I didn't find out what happened to Dark because I, I got killed before I could find shelter. And like I found buildings and I'm like, I can't get into these buildings, what do I do? And I'm like, it it was it was tough. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, and like Yeah, especially especially like when you start the game, you get to a point where you're in this cave and you're on this platform, and there's like a bottomless pit in front of you, and you have no idea what to do. So you have to take a leap of faith, and you have to jump down there, and you hit the ground, and you get hurt, and you get an, you get an, what, what I call an E-Tank, because it looks just like a Mega Man E-Tank. It looks just like one,
3: yeah.
1: And, and there's a note that says, oh, yeah, use these to heal. Sometimes when you drop, you're going to take damage. I'm like, that was cryptic as hell. There was no yeah. arrow pointing down. I just – and I didn't even want to jump, but I hit – I was like – what do I do? Like, is there a tool? And I think I pushed down an a, which made me like roll, like a like a jump ahead, like a long jump roll, mm-hmm. like a dash roll. And I was like, oh crap, I'm dead. And I, I was like, oh, I'm not dead. What, what yeah. the heck is going on? Yeah. <laughs>
0: I'm going to stop you because oh. I did the exact same thing. The very first time I played, you can jump onto the ledge over there. And I did that. And I backtracked through that whole world the second time I played through it. So oh. it is possible to not have to take that leap, <laughs> like which I thought was crazy. Like I there's like there's no way, but I finally realized how to grab onto ledges, and that's I you can jump across that. So you don't have oh. to go that way. You can, <laughs> but you don't have to. But I, 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 I experienced the exact same thing you did the first time I played it too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um I was gonna say, like, I think like <laughs> Because we're already saying, like, this game is is difficult, it's confusing, but one of the things you may or may not get to, I think eventually, like, you said that you do get to these these things. Um, I don't know how often or where, where they all are, because it's so cryptic, but you get to a Morse code machine yeah, sort of thing. Yeah, I that. So, I didn't know what I was doing, of course, like we've already said, and so I was just hopping around different things, and of course, like, most... People by this point, I've memorized the code for SOS. Don't put in SOS because it turns on hard mode immediately. And then there's no way to turn it off. (laughs) And at that point, then I had I just walked around. The enemies were a little harder to to beat. And I was like, well, who knows what's going to happen now? And then I got to this other puzzle where you're supposed to like connect pipes and stuff together. And to how to rotate those tiles is not intuitive whatsoever. You can rotate them. It's possible. You hit the X button, I think. um, but it has it doesn't tell you to do that at all. So it's that's cryptic. And eventually, if if you don't solve that puzzle in time, you take damage. But I didn't know how much damage I was taking because I wasn't paying attention. I didn't realize not solving a puzzle in time was gonna take give me damage. And so I had like two or three life bars left. I had the e tanks. To be able to give me life. But I thought it's, it's a puzzle. You know whatever. And, uh, and so didn't get the puzzle done in time. It killed me. Back to the very beginning of the game again. And at that point I was like power off. I'm done.
1: Yeah I think this game would really. Uh, benefit from saves. And maybe the save points we just didn't hit them. Um, but I definitely think save. Uh, some kind of save system or checkpoints would be really beneficial because, but again, that's how it was with a lot of NES games. And just like arcade games, you died, you went back to the beginning. So uh, yeah, this is, this is definitely a tough game. Uh, Do you, do you have any, anything else before giving final thoughts on it, Steve?
0: No, I think that's, that's about it. I think just in general, I mean, like the, something I noticed on the, on the switch home screen out on the, the title of the game, you'll notice that it has Morse code on there. So clearly that is a that is a theme that's probably going throughout the game, but I have no maybe idea that, how. That's but the Morse code you're supposed to use, right? Probably. It's probably the Morse code for full quiet um, is my guess, but but I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know what?
1: There is there's, there's Morse code. Well, yeah, it, I think it is the Morse code for full quiet, which would make sense. Mm-hmm. But maybe that's what you're supposed to say. Um but I, I also did the SOS because it was like what do I do? Once I realized it was a, a Morse code machine, I'm like SOS and I was like, Oh, uh oh. Yep. <laughs> like you just preyed on every everyone here. But mm-hmm. I think I think that's great. I I like when games do that. So I actually gave it a point for that because I was like, you know what? You you're you're asking for help and instead of giving help, you're giving us the opposite of help. So yeah. I like that. I, I thought that was funny. Um, so you know, it's, like I said, it's $9.99. Uh, not right now. Not on sale. Um, would you recommend this, Steve, to somebody? Yes or no?
0: I only to a certain person. Like, if if you are a, a gamer that really you enjoy the retro NES style game, you enjoy the Metroidvania kind of style of game, and you are someone that really wants to to go after it. And 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 just loves a really good challenge that's not just the game itself, like because they're throwing difficult stuff at you, but you're like, I gotta figure out this game. That's part of the challenge itself, is just figuring out the game itself. Then I think you're probably going to enjoy it because it's not a bad game. I just hadn't didn't have a good experience with it, but it's not a bad game. I think there's there's a couple things that they can need to polish a little bit more. So, but it's not bad it's just it's not for everyone at all and and it's not for me
1: you know i'm gonna echo that i think it's honestly i think that's a great game here i think you have to be in the right mindset and you know you have to go into it you know experience expecting this and ex- to experience this type of game if you go into it expecting a 2023 modern game you are going to be severely disappointed Um, So if you love that retro NES style, like I said, this is an actual NES game. Like there, there it's playable on an NES, unlike Shovel Knight, which is an NES style that's not playable. Everything here is within the NES uh, limitations. Um, That being said, you have to want to dive into the manual. You want to dive into the secrets, figure it out. It's almost like a Souls-like in terms of, you know, difficulty in that regards. Um, then I agree. I think it's a great game with a story to tell that, you know, I didn't get the fully experience and, and like I said, just due to, due to, I guess, more complications, but it's funny, you know, in, in terms of experiencing this type of thing again. Uh, and and I do, I do honestly recommend it uh, for that type of gamer. But if you're like, "No, I need tutorials and I uh, need hand holding and I uh, I want all the puzzles solved for me," <laughs> you're going to have a terrible time. Uh, you know, and and I guess I guess it's also one of those things where I don't know, I didn't look online. I didn't like Google online trying to find like solutions to puzzles. I was like, yeah, "I'm going to try to do it myself." So, if the solutions are there for you to find, um, you might have a better experience. Part of the charm, I think, for the NES days where the puzzles were cryptic, but you went to school the next day and your friends were playing at the same game. And you would sit there at lunch and you would talk about it. You would figure it out. And, and I think it created a community aspect prior to the, at least for us, prior to the internet. And, uh, you know, you don't get that now you you know i don't think you're going to be el- even if you were in elementary school you know playing playing this you have the internet you have you have those things and i don't think the majority of kids are going to be playing this because there's so many other games on the switch right now and this is a this is a niche title but i do uh i do recommend and uh, i do want to thank once again 8bit legit for providing us codes uh it was really really nice of you and uh you know, hopefully, you guys listening, you decide to check it out for yourself. Uh, it's
0: on the eShop now. Welcome back, Greg. What'd you think of uh, of Full Quiet?
2: Sounds very intriguing, and um, I did go ahead and download it while the you guys were chatting, so I can check it out later. Because I didn't realize we had only got the game like four days ago. But <laughs> I, even if I saw the email in time, I don't know if I would have still <laughs> time to play it. But it's all that aside, it does seem like it fits a lot of the um, standard NES tropes and stuff. But I always wanted to jump in when you guys were talking about the nighttime and be like, "Oh, let's bring in Castlevania too!" Like, "Oh, what a time for a terrible curse!" Like, <laughs> yeah, everything just completely full stop, and then let's. Oh no, no, this actually to gradually.
1: This <laughs> gradually, like the sun actually mm-hmm. sets, like it starts to get like orange sky and stuff. It, it's done really well. But yep.
2: that's kind of what I was thinking like when you guys were talking about that, because it's like all the villagers turn into like zombies and stuff mm-hmm. in Castlevania too. So it's like, like let's just turn the difficulty up to eleven and like <laughs> Yeah.
0: Yeah, and then you turn on uh <laughs> the hard mode on accident and get ready. <laughs> oh <boy. laughs> Never know what's gonna happen. <laughs> Well, let's move on to our news discussion for this episode. We've talked a lot, a lot more about games this this episode, but uh, there's actually not a ton of news. We're going to talk over a few bigger uh, topics and several headlines. And we're going to start off with the Level 5 Vision 2023 2. They had this second version of this presentation. And uh, they started off with telling us that Everything has been delayed. <laughs> That's, uh, they brought it to us, but they were very much at the very beginning. Yes, everything is delayed. We are sorry, but we hope that this creates better games in the long run. And uh, and from Level 5's track record, we kind of know that it's it's going to, you know, if they're giving them more time, it's going to be creating better games in the long run. So before we jump into uh, the, I think there's like seven different games that they talked about during this presentation uh, just overall impressions. Barry, what would you think of this presentation?
1: I actually really liked it because it was uh, it was quick. It, it, you know, it got to the point. And I liked the fact that they just flat out said, please don't be disappointed, but we have delays. I would much rather a company not get the hopes up and just be open and honest. Look, delays happen, and uh, it sucks when they do, but but hopefully it leads to a better game. And I'm glad that they were just open and honest about it. And, uh, you know, I know some games were hit harder with the delay, but if it means a better game at the end when it comes out, then I am 100% for it. And I've, I've been a fan of level 5 games. I think a lot of people have been fans of level 5 games. They do some some really great stuff. Uh, so I'm excited. I'm excited for their future. And they definitely seem to be, like, going full in on this stuff. Like, they're mm-hmm. they're not they're not cutting budgets. Like you can see like they're putting their a game forward.
0: Yep. Absolutely. Greg, what'd you think?
2: You know, I think more of it was just cause a lot of these games didn't really fit like style of games that I normally play. And I'm not really super huge into level five for the most part like, it's more like when they're more like a partial development thing. I think they've done a few of the Mario sports games like forever ago, like on or GameCube or Wii or whatever, but um, I like only minor assistance with it, not like full ownership or right? anything. Like, but um, from what i I did like obviously appreciate like the apology of like delays and stuff that's always very great to see that they're open and honest, and I also really kind of like the smaller like cut scenes like where you saw the be- beginning with the announcer kind of just like setting it on fire kind of thing. I do like those kind of cool graphics that stuff does, and I really do does kind of pay homage to like the old Nintendo directs where you know like those random kind of scenes and stuff at least the e3 centered ones where they would have like the hand drawn or clay animation type videos and made me really miss those as well
0: gotcha yeah i i like the the fact that they yeah they, they were very upfront uh, at the very beginning um, a couple of these games, I think, um, slid under my radar. Um, I, I didn't. I, I kind of either forgot about them or, or just was not on my radar uh, for whatever reason. Um, and and some of them were kind of a, a surprise to see, and it was exciting. Uh, but we're just going to go through them real quick. I'm just going to tell you the the highlights of all the different games, and then we'll just talk about what stood out to us, um, which games stood out to us. So. First off, we saw Megaton Masushi uh, Wired. This is a mech-based game. Um, paid content this time uh, to support the ongoing support of the game. So last, uh, I think the last version of the game was free. This one, uh, this version is going to be paid, uh, just so they can have that continued support. Uh, there's going to be April 25th, 2024 uh, launch worldwide for this game, and then we also saw Fantasy Life I. The Girl Who Steals Time. This is, uh, it's been 10 years since the original game. Uh, This is a big visual and quality of life update in this brand new game. And it's gonna be releasing summer 2024. And then we got Inazuma 11 Victory Road. There's lots of updates in this game. Uh, There's gonna be a March 2024 beta test, first on the Nintendo Switch. Uh, They're accepting worldwide feedback for ongoing support and improvement. Uh, there's going to be a big focus not only on the single player RPG, which has been the, the history of this, of this franchise, but also on the online multiplayer this time around. And it's designed to be highly strategic and also challenging this time. We got an update on Professor Layton and the new world of Steam. Uh, Layton and his nephew are ready to solve another case. Uh, the cursor movements to me kind of seemed like they were going to be using the analog sticks. So, this might be a game that I prefer. Back on the handheld version, like we played on, on the DDS, uh, you can write directly on the screen uh, rather. Th- so instead of having that second screen experience, like on the DS, you can write directly on the screen. So that's kind of fun. And uh, all puzzles are done, they say, uh, but they're still working on the rest of the game. And it's going to be out in 2025. We, saw, we got an update on Yokai Watch Wibble Wobble which is a mobile game. Uh, It's been the eighth anniversary uh, of this game. Uh, Lots of profits recently, and they plan to continue support into the future of this game. And then finally we saw Decca Police. This is a trial uh, uh, at uh, the trial game at uh, Tokyo game show received high praise it's a vast open world, incredibly ambitious game, and it's moved to post 2024 is their their launch window. That's all we know right now. And then they gave us an uh, update that we're going to see a level five vision 2024 uh, event with the theme of To the World's Children launching in April 2024. And uh, they're, they promised a new title would be announced at that event. So Barry, what games stood out to you uh, throughout this event?
1: Yeah, so this one, uh, <laughs> almost all of them, honestly. Um, Megaton Musashi Wired looks great. I, I, I love mech games. I uh, don't always play them all, but this one, I like the anime style. I think it looks like a lot of fun. And I'm, I love that they're doing worldwide releases. I think that, you know, back in the day, you know, Japan would get something we would have to wait like six months before we got it. So now that they're doing like worldwide, that's that's fantastic. Like all games should be like that uh that way we don't have to or no nobody has to miss out Mm -hmm. Uh, i love the original fantasy life on the 3ds it was one of my favorite 3ds games and uh so excited that it's back Uh, i wasn't sure at first when i first saw the trailer i'm like guys it kind of looked a little off but this like solidified it for me because they showed the updates on like every aspect of the game and how they improved it and i think it looks fantastic uh Inazuma 11 is not a series I've ever played, um, but the whole time watching it, I thought two things. One, this is what Mario Strikers Battle League should have been.
0: Yes. And
1: two, this is a game that, that I could see Steve playing and enjoying <laughs> because it, it just feels like your type of game. This um, is
0: the. I'll, I'll just interrupt real quick. This is the first Inazuma 11 game that I've been intrigued by. Yeah. Because of what they're doing.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Like this the like seeing like that slow mo aiming the shots Mm -hmm. and stuff like, like that could have easily been Mario Strikers. Why why is level five doing this and not Nintendo? Um so yeah I uh, I think that looks great. Um Yoko Professor Layton is next. Absolutely love Professor Layton. I'm excited that he's back. Um, the puzzle they did they they showed off the one puzzle. I thought that was ingenious. Like that was that was Layton puzzle like absolutely. Uh you know I'm glad they showed it off. I'm glad it's still the same style. So if you like the previous Layton games this is a no brainer um pun intended uh to to pick it up yo uh, Yokai watch doesn't bother me because it's a mobile game, but I really wish they would bring Yokai Watch four over here. That was a switch game that was an early switch game. Just translate it and bring it over here. Like come on, like I know Yokai watch wasn't as big, but still. um and then Decca police, man, Decca Police looks good. Decca police reminds me of like Astral chain, but like more open world than that. and i I love it. I think it looks fantastic. So I'm very excited for that. Uh, and I'm excited for April. I know, I know it's like two of the games. I think Megaton and Fantasy Life are April as well, and that's when Vision Two is happening. So uh, I look forward to to April to see what's what's happening there. But it sucks that some of these are pushed back, like Deck of Police, and in late into 2025, uh, at, at least, and Deck of Police. But you know what? They they may also come to Switch too. But uh, it's it's uh, I'm fine. I'm fine waiting. There's a lot of games still, and when they do come out. Uh, I expect them to, to be up to snuff. Now, if they come out and they're not good, then I'm going to be disappointed. So I, now, I think they have to be good. Like, mm-hmm. they, they have this extra time.
0: They have to be good. Yeah. Yeah. Greg, what did you think about all these games? I
2: mean, I do want to preface it, I do feel like a lot of these games are not like my kind of style of games. games. Um, I can obviously dive into that as I go in one by one. But, I mean, they all looked very great and looked like anyone that... Does enjoy those types of games. They look very gorgeous and a lot of fun to play. But um, as I was saying, it was a preface that I, those aren't really the style of games. I you know I've come on here before, on the podcast before, to say that I'm not huge into like, the mech style games. So that's not really going to change my opinion on like, the Megaton Iyoshi Wire game. So again, it looks like it could be a lot of fun for those that enjoy those style games. But that's probably not the one for me. Um, I did check out Fantasy Life on 3DS and I. Actually, didn't really care for it a whole lot. Um, so I mean, I do appreciate that you are updating the game and but I don't think it'll be like enough update for to warrant me to repurchase and kind of replay the game again, even though what they added looks like really cool. they added, so it it's more jobs and even like all the graphical overhauls that the game received and everything because it's from the 3 ds so again, it was looking good there, but not my kind of style of game. I'm also not really into the European um, football or, I guess, soccer here in the States, but so it's kind of rules out that in Azuma 11, I was, even Strikers was lower on my tier list for the Mario sports games, so it's, unfortunately, it's not going to be one that I would just dive into, but I do agree with what Barry was saying, that it's probably what Mario Strikers could have been, because <laughs> Mario Strikers is obviously pretty awful, Um Professor Layton has always been like a series I've been interested by, though. So I may this would be like the highest one on my list to want to check out. Um, I do kind of regret missing all the ones on the DS and 3DS, and it might be my time to get into the series once this uh, comes out in 2025. Um, Yokai Watch, I never was really knew too much about it outside of being kind of similar to like Pokemon in a way, but um, I don't think it's enough for me to just kind of just jump in at this uh particular title and it's also a mobile game so it's very two things against it there deck of police also it sounded slightly interesting to me i might just need to see some more trailers and more information on it and maybe something i could end up looking into with it being an open world style game and detective stuff but again i'll just have to wait and see as it comes closer so i um, mean Obviously, for my overall opinion, I thought that um, Showcase was you know, not the best because those games weren't games I'm remotely hugely interested in, or styles of games that I look for. But again, I understand it's just my sole opinion. And it doesn't not supposed to mean that all these games are awful or not fun to play in the slightest. They're just not the ones for me.
0: Yeah, yeah, I, I I'm with you like on some of these games, um, but I I, I mean. Longtime listeners uh, of the podcast know that I'm a huge uh, Leighton fan. Um, it was actually our previous, you know, founding host, Hussan that got me into Leighton, and uh, he he raved about it all the time. And I was like, okay, I got to check this game out. And uh, and it was really obvious <laughs> like why he was so excited about it. And uh, I will say, Greg, if you if you get into the game uh, ever, like. You, you have plenty of time uh, before 2025 uh, to go back to some of the original ones. Um, just be prepared because they they're long games that they have an amazing story with it and you it's it's not just puzzles it's like this amazing story that's always attached to the game and I, I love getting sucked into it and uh, I, it's emotional uh, a lot of times as well and it's just yeah it's it's great so um, highly recommend Layton really excited about that. Um, and then in Azuma 11, I, like I said earlier, <laughs> I normally would have bypassed this game because it's it's soccer, of course, and I like soccer, but I've never been really big on the RPG stuff that they thrown in. And historically, that's what they focused on a ton. But because they said they're also focused on the, the online multiplayer and the, the competitive aspect of this game, all of a sudden I'm like, well you I'm listening now okay what, what are you saying about this game and so yeah and I love that they're doing the the March uh 2024 beta test and so I'll I'll be there the beta test I'll check it out and definitely uh looking forward to to seeing what that's all about and uh I kind of I, I don't know for whatever reason life just happened uh but I forgot about Deca police. Um, but it looks amazing, like you said, Barry. Absolutely amazing, and um, yeah, really excited to to see more from this game. Love that it got really high exper- uh, uh, um, uh, praise from from TGS and uh, and everything. Who knows when it's actually going to come out? Because it seems incredibly ambitious. Most likely, it's going to hit the next uh, Nintendo console. So. That's probably even better for the for the game in the long run too, because it's going to look even better and probably run even better uh, as well. So that's uh, that's what uh, my experience was. Jesse in the in the chat says level five is top tier as well. So yeah, that was. Level 5's presentation, like we said, uh, they're going to be back with another one in April 2024, with at least one brand new game that they have promised us. And uh, I'm I'm intrigued by the the theme to the world's children. Uh, Barry, any any ideas of what they mean by this?
1: I I no, uh, it took me <laughs> aback. I was just like, wait, what? Like, and the fact that they're giving this, you know, in November because this this happened at the end of November. You know, six months out. You know what? What is it? I. I it has to be a hint towards the new game, but I have a feeling the new game is not a, a new IP. Or it's not a, an old IP. I have a feeling it's a new IP, and uh, they've they've been going hard on new IPs. Uh, so, you know, I wonder if Deca Police had a had a uh, pretty much a an influence on that. Like, wow, this is really good. Like, we can do new uh and branch out we don't have to sit with the uh the comfortable but the the icon too like that that black shape that like spirit uh kind of thing I don't know. I don't know if that's a hint. But maybe yoke I watch. I don't know. We'll see.
0: <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Greg any any thoughts um-
2: obviously not really for more for a guest, but I do have a thought like around that. I really wish that like Nintendo would kind of announce like, Oh, our next direct will be in April. Like that. Then it kind of stops like all this. Oh, Nintendo directs coming in two weeks. Oh, it's coming in two weeks again. Oh, it's coming in two weeks again. Like it would be much simpler if they could like follow that kind of format saying, Hey, guess what? Our next uh, showcase will be in here. So then.
0: Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Yeah, it'd be nice for sure. Uh Jesse says in the chat it's Mother 3. <laughs> yes, but level 5 has taken over and they're releasing Mother 3. Uh don't don't get Jakester too excited. Come on, Richie, <laughs> to the world's children. Three. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> mother Children. I I see where you go in there. Uh ah. <laughs> Well, that's some exciting things that have happened. Uh, We're going to turn the page and go to some unfortunate things that have been going on. Uh, Barry, what in the world is this whole thing with The Completionist?
1: Yeah, so this is a little bit unfortunate. Uh, For those of you that don't know, The Completionist is a YouTuber, very, very um, popular YouTuber, Gerard Uh, Khalil. uh, he was actually now doing, uh, publishing, he's doing game publishing and, uh, what his, his mother died, I think it was like 10 years ago or 15 years ago, something, uh, from a disease, uh, a dementia. Uh, and, you know, I, my grandmother died of dementia and cancer, but she had dementia. It's, I've seen it firsthand. It is a terrible, terrible thing. And, uh. His family started a foundation called the Open Hand Foundation. Uh, and it started, I think it started in like 2003 or four or something like that. And they started with a golf charity. And uh, they were doing that for a long time. They're still doing it. But they started uh, something called Indyland, which is a bunch of streamers got together and they streamed and uh, it was all for charity to Open Hand Foundation and they had uh, indie developers on there talk about their games. They worked with uh, Jamie Lee Curtis's uh, foundation as well. So she was on there like it was a big, big deal. And it was, a, you know, it was, it was great. It was great to see somebody use their position to raise money for a cause, a good cause. Um, and then it turns out that they raised over $600,000 from Land. And the money is still sitting in the bank. The money has not been donated. It's still sitting there, and people are asking, "Why? Why has this not been donated? Where? Where is this money? Um, like, why is this, why is it in the bank account?" And he, they reached out to him, and he said he'll comment soon. And that was over two weeks ago at this point. To my knowledge, no comment. People are like, "Well, it's simple. Just donate the money. Like, it's there. Just don't. You you got it for charity. Donate it." And then more information came out because of tax you know filings. And it turns out that the charities, like the, the, the filing for the open hand foundation for, for taxes, is is like just more than what they got from Indyland, but they're still doing the golf tournaments. And we know how much it costs to be a sponsor at the golf tournaments because you can see those pricings and they tell you on the banner, they have banners. Here's our top-tier sponsors, here's our second tier sponsors. So then roughly doing the math, you could figure out a minimal, minimal how much money these golf tournaments made, like sixty, seventy thousand dollars. But the filings are just like ten thousand over what Indyland supposedly supposedly I say raised. Um they actually they only mentioned, I think, the first two years of Indyland what they made, and then they they didn't they didn't continue. And where did all this extra money go? This is not in the bank account of that 600000 There's missing money at this point. And it's all for the Open Hand Foundation. And people are calling for a, in a, what's going on. Like, we want answers. Um, you know, people donate to charity to do a good thing and uh, to, for a good reason. And when that money is not used for that reason, it hurts. It hurts everybody. Uh, and, and it, it, not only this charity, this research, other charities, people start second guessing, Oh, what about these other charities? Are they doing it now too? And, and obviously, uh, the people who are expecting dementia research doesn't happen. And, and it's just, it's, it's really sad and there's still no comment from, from them at all. And, uh, people are digging and the more they dig, the more they're finding. And this is something I, I hate to report on. Um, but it is something that people should be aware of because, you know, you, you listening right now might've watched one of these Indie lands. They've done it for, for a long time and you might've donated yourself and, and that money is not going right now. It's sitting in a bank account. Some of it, not all of it. Some of it's missing. A lot of it's unaccounted for. So, uh, you know, we, we want answers, but I don't know what your guys take is on this and and what what your thoughts were when you you saw these these uh videos and and information come to light
0: yeah I'll just say it real quick I mean, I think it's it's really unfortunate I mean it seems like a incredibly it seems like an incredibly legitimate thing but but why is all this happening i I don't know like I just can't conceive what would be going on that they can't release any information in about this at all? Like, cause there's a lot of different things that sometimes happen behind the scenes that could get money hung up, you know, you know, uh, the, you know, certain organization wasn't ready to receive it. They have to go through their, their lawyers. They have to do, this is a substantial amount of money. They have to figure out all these things or, you know, uh, there was a leadership changeover. All these different things could happen that potentially could delay what's going on. But why can't you tell us that? If you're just their own foundation, though. Right. And so, like, <laughs> even, even less reasons to, like... If, so, like, there, there seems like there could be some legitimate reasons to delay something. But the fact that it's your own organization... And you're you've not communicated anything at all. It just makes it look more and more and more shady. And I don't want to I don't want to believe that that's the case because like Jared seems like a great guy, but like what is going on and why haven't you been communicating, Greg? What do you think?
2: Yeah, what I gathered it just seems like it's a massive communication failure because even like I had watched both coverage of Carl's and the uh, Ordinary Gamers coverage of like this because like they did the interview together and basically like they've been like, at least the gerard has been very like uh, trying to communicate, saying, oh, this is like, I'm raising it directly for these specific charities, but then like on all their tax, like, tax documentation, like there's hasn't been any money gifted out. So like that's a major risk, like misrepresentation saying like, oh, I'm raising money for X, Y, Z charity, but then it's actually not even going there. So um, the communication part has certainly been very confusing in that regard. Um, I do know, like, in the interview they had, like, of him on, like, like a call that they did with him, with Gerard directly, he was saying, like, he wanted, like, the money to go towards, like, a very specific thing. Like, you didn't just want to, like, put it into, like, a drop in the bucket and then, like, it just gets pays like, some admin's fees to do whatever, some hourly job or something, like, small. But if like, you wanted to actually try to make it, make a difference and, like, actually contribute towards, like, a cure and other stuff like that. But you know, they did kind of talk about, how, like, how you can, do donations in that way and everything, but it still doesn't really make an excuse for why like the money is still sitting there today. So like, even in like ordinary gamers coverage, he says, well, inflation now. So now like that money could have helped save some lives or made progress here and there, but instead it's just been sitting in this bank account and now you're getting less value for it because everything is more expensive. So um it's kind of like a loss at that point and like, they really even came up with the plan, like, even said, like, what he could have done is just taken the money right then and there after being on the call and just, like, made, went through with the donation so to kind of, like, made it look a lot better. That at least now that he's aware of it and he went through with it and validated it actually went somewhere. But now, like, he's just, now just radio silence right now as we're just waiting on updates from either like him or his family or, what like from the open hand foundations themselves. So. It's just going to be a very sticky situation for them to go through. And I know that with more people like looking into it now, they're just going to get more eyes on it. And now they're finding like potentially money that's like not even being like accurately reported on. So that's going to be more trouble like with like the
1: IRS and other government agencies and stuff. Yeah. It's not even this that 600,000, like even if they donated to that, it's where's all the money from the golf tournament you know, since Indyland started, like they're, we're talking like $50,000 a year that's now like missing, <laughs> you know, like, and these are big sponsors, Monster Energy Drink, Coca-Cola. You know, they they had booths at these golf tournaments. They were selling the stuff. They had their signs on the banner, you know, like these aren't just like, you know, Bob's Discount Furniture in, you know, Chananuna, Hawaii, or not Hawaii, like Ohio or something like, like these are big you know, multi-billion-dollar companies that donated to this, and now their money is now missing. So naturally, I'm sure they're going to get involved because their names are right there. They're plastered, you know, right there. They they attach their names to this foundation, but they did they did it, you know, for a good cause. They did it for dementia research. They did it to you know to 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 be you know at least good on paper. Uh, you know about tax write-offs and all that stuff, but at least they did it, and they were there. And where's the where's the money? Where, where that's talking a lot of money that that's just missing. And again, all these poor developers, uh, you know, you other YouTubers that came onto IndieLand, you know, I don't think any of them had any idea. They were just donating their time and showing off their games and and just wanting to be a part of something good. And now. Now it's forever tainted. Even if miraculously, miraculously, all that missing money is found, miraculously everything gets donated and everything's back at square one, Uh, you know, the next year, 2024, no one's gonna wanna be on Land. Everyone, no one's gonna wanna donate because they're like, all right, well, you you did that. How long do we have to pressure before my money now gets donated? I might as well just donate it directly to a charity of my choice. And, and it, it's sad. And that ruins it for other people who want to do charity, because now they're again, they're gonna be like, oh, well, this YouTuber is doing a charity. Oh, well, are you actually going to spend the money uh, for the charity or are you going to pocket it? Like it, it, once something like this happens, it ruins trust and that is very hard to earn back. And that is really sad because we're talking about charities here. We're not talking about other things. We're talking about giving to research to help and the benefit of the benefit of all of mankind and it and sucks we all lose everybody mm-hmm. loses in this case,
2: yeah, and I don't know if you go as far as to say it could be fully distrustful of like all charities. I mean, I think that just makes you a little more potentially more skeptical, and then you could always just do like your own separate research to see like, okay, this charity has been around since whatever twenty ten or not something. The charity
1: itself, have, but yeah. like a charity event mm-hmm. like. Like an actual charity that exists and has existed for a while, and you donate the money directly to them, then you're fine. But, like like I said, like another YouTuber or someone saying, We're doing this charity event, um, then it's like, Is this like you? It's the distrust in the organizers of that charity event, not the charity itself.
2: I mean, I, I was the event needs to be like full on, like disclosing, like which charities they're working with, though. So if it does the say, like, yeah, I mean, if we could see like where it was. If it, there might be more visibility, is what I was trying to say. To the if for other types of events. I mean, if you obviously open hand foundation, then you'll be less skeptical to do something for that particular event. But like some other thing, you could easily probably try to like look online or whatever, and to see if there's like a paper trail there.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a, it's a rough situation no matter what. And it's like, I don't know what's really like at this point, like I don't really know if there's a way to really recover. I mean, fully, fully they can, they, they need to communicate. They need to know what's let let us know what's going on and, and all that stuff. But, but yeah, I'm hearing what you guys are saying too, is like the, they've already been tainted so bad from this can you fully recover at all? Um, and, and it, this is really unfortunate because it seems like from the outside looking in, this is just a really poor communication issue. Like just you could have solved a whole lot if you just let the public know what's going on. this is This is money that they have given that they've trusted you with. And they've trusted that you're going to use this to go toward an amazing cause that is a very worthwhile cause. And you've just remained silent about it, even in the face of accusation. Like, you've got to be able to say something. <laughs> but, yeah. Yeah,
2: I mean, even like the misdirection. I mean, like, Gerard's been on a number of streams and he, like, talks about how it's, like, going, like, right away to the thing. But then, like, in the call he had with, like, Carl or whatever, he said he was waiting on, like, a... Certain way to donate it. So, like, what? Why are you saying it's one thing and then it's like a complete opposite?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I guess uh, hopefully we will find out more information hopefully sooner than later, uh, so that we know what is going on. But uh, that's 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 enough of the bad news. Let's talk about some good news. Next episode, we are going to have our Game of the Year awards. And if you've been with us for a while, you know that this is our last episode, uh, typically our last episode of every year. We talk about our best games of the year and a little bit of the worst. Uh, So of the categories that we're going to be going through this year... Get them on the screen right now if you're watching the video version. We're going to be talking about the best indie Switch games out there. We've separated them into indie categories and So The best indie Switch games all in one uh, big category. The best third-party AAA Switch games. The best Nintendo-developed or published Switch game. The best game on a non-Nintendo system. We'll talk about our worst game of the year, and then we'll give our overall Game of the Year award. Uh, so those are the different categories that we're going to go through. And we would encourage you to either jump on our social media. We have it over on Twitter, the, all the different categories. And we'd love for you to reply over there and let us know what your picks are. Or you can head over to our Discord as well. And we have a, a entire channel dedicated to the game of the year for 2023. And we'd love for you to be able to, uh, yeah, just uh, let, you, let us know what your picks are. We will try to read all of those during our, our actual presentation um, in that episode. Uh, so we'll go through our picks, our top three, some honorable mentions, and then we'll try to get yours as well. If you forget or whatever, you can also join us in the live chat. We absolutely love uh, interacting with you guys, um, but especially on our game of the year, we um, love hearing what you guys think uh, about the, the best games of the year as well. And uh, Barry, you want to tell them what they can also expect uh, special on this episode?
1: Uh, Yeah. So uh, we we talked about uh, doing maybe a a little giveaway, a little little Nintendo eShop card giveaway um, for those that decide to tune in live and and give give their picks for uh, their categories. So uh, more information on that. You'll have to tune in in two weeks.
0: Yeah. Yeah, so maybe you'll maybe you'll win something, Greg. What are you expecting from this year's Game of the Year episode?
2: I'm expecting uh, Steve to nominate uh,
0: Bayonetta two. <laughs> that only happened one time. I'm expecting the whole year.
2: Expecting Barry to nominate Xenoblade <laughs> Chronicles five
0: hundred and. <laughs> <laughs> nice, no. nice. Yeah, I just got
2: have my own little jabs in there, but yeah, I mean, obviously there's. This was going to be a very difficult year to go through. I mean, we got, like, Mario Wonder. We had Tears of the Kingdom. There's been all sorts of great games that came out, even, like, Pikmin 4. There's Fire Emblem Gage. There's, like, so many different Nintendo-published titles This make a really huge uh, showdown, like, for all these heavy hitters from various franchises, all all in one, at least on the Nintendo side. But Mm -hmm. um, even... I did get tons of like indie games this year, but I know there's still always high quality there from we've seen in the years past, so there's definitely no slouches
0: there either. Yeah, I feel like there was tons of games released this year, Um, and you you rattled off all the, the Nintendo ones, which is awesome, but third party no, was pretty so big this more. year too, right Barry? Oh, yep.
1: Yeah. There's so many more Nintendo games. Detective Pikachu Returns, Mario RPG, WarioWare Move It, Bayonetta Origins, I mean, it it just goes on like, and and third party oh is, is ridiculous. <laughs>
2: ridiculous.
1: Yeah, Advance Wars, Wars one, uh, one and Two, Pikmin One and Two. Yeah, Metroid Prime Remastered came out this year. Um, it, it, it's just been a real banner year. I think twenty twenty, I've said it already on on Twitter and stuff, but twenty twenty three has been the best year of gaming since twenty seventeen, and it's just been an incredible year overall like the amount of IPs that got new installments and good new installments, uh, the amount of brand new IP, and just, what a year. Like, gamers won this year, flat out, no matter what genre you like, there's something, there's multiple somethings for you. It's not just like, oh, well I only played three games this year because it was only three games I was interested in. Like, Like, I have to imagine that virtually anybody that plays games as a hobby had to have at least between six and ten minimum games they were interested in and I'm sure it was a lot more uh what a year for every platform and, and Nintendo absolutely killed it like what what a year for Nintendo uh they haven't again they haven't had a year like this since 2017 it's been so good so uh you know i I'm, I'm looking forward to two weeks from now I think it's gonna be a fun show it's always you know, one of my favorite episodes because we get to celebrate. Well, yeah. I doesn't like celebrating. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. So, uh, I think, you know, some people would say, you know, maybe the reason this game, uh, this year is so good for gaming is because they're also trying to dump all their, uh, their remaining IP as they can for the current switch system because the next one's coming out soon. So, um, if that's the case, win, win win in 2023 and hopefully a big win in 2024 as well with uh with a new system and new games and all the stuff from level five that they've already announced that's coming out in 2024 and uh so much more so we'll find out uh what our picks are on Jan. or sorry not january we're gonna jump way ahead december <laughs> 18th i have not tried time traveled in a while uh yeah. <laughs> december 18th uh is when we're going to be dropping that episode so join us live 8.30 p.m. Eastern Time, 5.30 p.m. Pacific Time. we go in live, as always, on YouTube and Twitch. Uh, you can watch it after the fact on YouTube and listen after the fact on your favorite podcast uh, app. Uh, but, uh, yeah, this this could be a, a great one to join us live for. If you're not typically able to join us live, this could be a, a great one to, to jump in. But uh, let's jump into – speaking of jumping in, let's jump into some headlines and make sure just a, a few other news stories to l- make sure that you guys know about uh, tonight on this episode.
1: Yeah, so we just talked a little bit about our Game of the Year awards, which is personally my favorite. But you know, another guy, Jeff Keeley, he thinks he's he thinks he can compete with us. Can't. Uh, he's doing his own little show. It's called the Game Awards, um, and that is happening uh, December seventh this Thursday at seven thirty p.m. Eastern. Uh, 4 30 p.m pacific uh it's going to be streaming for free uh, across all platforms and uh you know i don't know how many world premieres we're gonna see but you know maybe we'll see one maybe we'll see five i don't don't make it a drinking game you will not last you will be bad (laughs) but uh yeah stay tuned and uh we'll see which which company buys the win petris 99's got
2: their next uh Maximus Cup, this is number 38. They'll be running from December 14th at 11 p.m. Pacific time to December 18th at 1059 Pacific time. So if you're a big fan of Super Mario Wonder, that will be the next theme to unlock by playing in this Tetris 99 tournament.
0: And I mentioned this earlier, but Fortnite is getting a new mode game. Whatever they're going to call it. It's called uh, Rocket Racing. And yeah, you heard that right. It's in Fortnite. It's not in Rocket League. It's not a separate game. It's in Fortnite. So read into all that as you will. It's going to be dropping later this week. Uh, Like I said, the end of the current season in Rocket League is also stopping this week as well. So I have no idea what's going on. Rocket Racing looks really exciting. It looks really fun. Uh, The rumors are that all of your items and cars are going to be able to be ported over into Fortnite, and so that's possibly the reason why they stopped doing uh, player-to-player trading. Uh, But, I don't know. Rocket Racing stopped uh, dropping in Fortnite.
1: Well, in terms of other new games dropping, a game came out a little while ago called Atari 50. Beautiful anniversary for the Nintendo Switch, as well as other platforms, to celebrate the 50th year of Atari. Well, on Tuesday, as in tomorrow, it's getting a free update that's going to contain 12 brand new games. But we don't know what games they are. We just have some hints, like a blue and orange diamond, an ear of corn, a basketball crash bin, par, car, a horse. A water pistol, and someone in looks like water. I don't know. What it's do you? Water think? polo. It might be water polo. We shall see. Uh, we'll see you tomorrow.
2: <laughs> Later this year, gamers might remember that GoldenEye 64 launched on the any the N64 app for North America, but um, it looks like it was just now added for Japan. But however, they made a new adult only N64 app. It also includes um, Jet Force Gemini, um, which is also now slated to be releasing here stateside coming soon. But um, could this mean that there's more to come? Are we going to be getting this kind of different app going forward or are they just abiding by like maturity laws for Japan? Only time will tell how this will be handled for even our Switch 2 friend that might be around the corner. So well, who knows if we'll get this kind of app stateside for the more mature titles or more mature titles and like conquers per Days will be coming out by us.
0: <laughs> it's interesting. Like Disney plus released an 18 plus thing eventually. And apparently Nintendo 64 is also doing that. Barry, what'd you think of these stories?
1: Ah, uh, yeah. So game awards is always a fun time just to see the, the premieres, uh, mainly the awards, uh, you know, I'm sure somehow last of us part two is going to somehow win everything again. I don't know. It's <laughs> not even nominated. It's still going to win. Um, you know, as, as a lot of people say, don't take stock in it. If your favorite game doesn't win, just, just know that they didn't throw enough money into it. And it doesn't matter because if you enjoy a game, you enjoy a game. Um, Tetris 99, I'll, I'll go for the Mario wonder. Um, you know, that, that's, that's the extent of my Tetris 99 playing play, get the hundred points and turn it off. Uh, just to try and collect the themes. Uh, I don't play Fortnite. I, I did play it a little bit. Um, that's interesting. I don't think they would kill Rocket League to put it into Fortnite, but it's definitely interesting to see these two cross over like this. So uh, I'm, I'm curious. You'll have to fill us in uh, as a yeah. non-Rocket League player. I'm curious what happens. Uh, Atari 50. It's great that they're they're adding more more games tomorrow um i i haven't popped it i really should pop it in. i've heard nothing but good things um uh, my only negative thing as far as i know about updating is there was a, there was a game from the for the links that was removed in an update i don't know if it ever came back but it is on the card so if you have the physical and you don't update it you actually have that game uh so i hate when they remove stuff like, oh, they always want to add but uh i think it's great that they're they're adding games to this i wouldn't expect it and I know, you know, I'm excited for Jet Force Gemini to come here to the States, um, but it's interesting that they're making an M-rated app, and I'm wondering how they're going to do this going forward. Uh, it's something that I never really cared about as an adult, because I'm already above age, but now that I have a, a child, it's like, oh yeah, you know, like, is that something, like, do I want to see, you know, him to see Conker bouncing on Sunflower's boobies uh, at a young age? Like, so... Uh, it'll be interesting to see what they do with that. Um, and if, if it's a separate app, um, because that wasn't really an issue on the NES and the, the Super Nintendo to a lesser degree. I mean, Mortal Kombat, but, you know, I think I don't think they really care too much on the Super Nintendo. But uh, definitely going forward, I mean, if if they do bring GameCube and stuff over, you know, ESRB full swing then too. So, you know, we want to see Eternal Darkness. Uh, that's an M-rated.
0: It's true. It's true. Greg, what'd you think?
2: Yeah, the game awards will certainly be interesting, and I know I said it last podcast, but it's great to see a lot more Nintendo representation, so hopefully that Nintendo actually will take home more than just the family game this year, so <laughs> could be definitely rooting for Tears of the Kingdom for a number of categories myself, but never really know for sure until the day they go through all those uh, awards on Thursday. Tactics um, 99 still haven't really unlocked any of the previous themes, so probably not going to be getting this one. Um the rocket racing and Fortnite. I not really too big into Fortnite at all, so not gonna be getting that either. Um, the Atari thing does sound pretty cool. That they'll be adding some more games. It's always great to have more classics uh, available for pick up to experience some of those really old style games. And I am also like very, very interested how they'll handle the state side. I mean, we already have like GoldenEye in the app. I mean, would they like update the app to remove it and then? Put into a new app, or I don't know how they would exactly handle it if they are going to do it here in the States. But I know at least for my save file, I desperately hope that they allow you to transfer over the same data because I've unlocked some of the very difficult golden eye sheets and I really don't want to have to do those again. So, um, yeah, I, I understand. Like when I was reading more into it, I, that's what I said in the headline. I know Japan is a little bit more stricter laws, like with like stuff for gaming for minors. Like that's why that app is out over there. But I mean, there are obviously parents that would appreciate that kind of level. Like on out here too, in the States. And I imagine also in Europe as well, but I don't know how they can really easily rectify that without making sure there's a way to transfer over saves and other stuff like that. And making yeah. sure that they collect the age data to restrict them from opening up those apps to begin with.
0: Yeah hey I imagine they would be able to but it is interesting you know just to think think about because the there's different ratings in different countries and and a game is you know that like goldeneye I think that was a, a teen rated game in America but if it was 18 plus in in Japan then oh that's that's different and so you know what was it rated in you know it, it was it 17 and older in in Europe or something and so like they're all having these different ratings uh does cause some some potential issues like that when they when they release them all in the same app if they release them all as separate downloads that'd be a different story but since they've decided to go this direction that could be a little more complicated um yeah i think the the big thing that stands out to me uh of course is the is the rocket racing stuff i'm really interested there's a lot of big rocket league fans that are not happy with what um has been going on recently and and how really um how Epic Games has kind of handled Rocket League since they since they purchased Psyonix and uh, really putting so much effort, continued effort toward Fortnite. Um, but Rocket League is, has not gotten any updates, like significant updates in a long time and doesn't get the press, doesn't get the... They don't even, you know, the, this, this Rocket Racing thing was announced on Fortnite's uh, Twitter and Fortnite's news and everything, Rocket League has said nothing, <laughs> and so we're like, okay, this is really interesting. Um, they better have something good, uh, but it's the writing on the wall is not looking looking so good right now, um, which is unfortunate. Which
1: is a weird. It's such yep. a popular game.
0: Yep, yep. It's it, it is really strange. I I mean, they're cr- what they've done. Like they're trying definitely, I think to create. Fortnite more into this this metaverse sort of thing. Uh, I think similar to what they've done with Roblox and other stuff too is like they they try to this is this whole world that you can get into and I think they're they're trying to make Fortnite that. and so I really I really really hope they're not doing this but part of me wonders are they just gonna be moving Rocket League into Fortnite And that sounds so strange and weird and I don't want it to happen. But I, it wouldn't surprise me at this point. I don't know. It's it's just been it's been really weird um, how they've handled everything. Um, what I would love to do, I think, is they just roll it back out and let say Onyx take it and run with it and give them back their game. Um, that would be great. But I think it's too late for that now. So, anyway, uh, let's move on uh, to what's coming up over the next couple of weeks. Before we do that, just want to remind you to follow us over on social media. Uh, you can find us at Nintendo Fuse on Twitter and uh, Instagram, Facebook, all that stuff as well. And of course, our Discord channel uh, link is on the screen, but also in the YouTube sh- uh, description and the show notes for the podcast. And uh, yeah, we'd love to have you jump in there. And uh, one of the big things we're going to be talking about this week is the Game Awards. So on December 11th, if you're, or De- December 7th, uh, if you're watching along, hop over on our Discord um, and there'll be several of us that are there that watching along. We can kind of chat during the show and everything as well and kind of make this uh, a big community effort and uh, everything. So we're going to be back with our next episode. Like we said, it's going to be our Game of the Year episode on December 18th. But until then, there are a few games that are still dropping and of the uh the last couple weeks of the year. Uh we're gonna be scrolling them on the screen like normal if you're watching the video version. Thanks to Metacritic for this list. But uh go go over a couple of those highlighted games. Uh we have Skater XL is uh dropping on December 5th. Uh Highland Song, a Highland song also on December 5th. Disney Dreamlight Valley, which I thought was already out, but they have it listed for December uh, 5th as well. And they it's, also it's have already s-
1: out, but it's a free to play. And I think this is like the rebranding where it's like a pay to
0: like the uh, like, it's like charge for it now. Okay, that makes sense. There's also they got listed a Mario Wonder and a Pikmin 4 double pack, mm-hmm. supposedly coming out on December 8th. Uh, Enter the Gungeon and Exit the Gungeon uh, double pack on des- also on December 8th. Pokemon Scarlet and Violet DLC, The Hidden Treasure of Area Zero Part 2, The Indigo Disc, drops on December 14th. And Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Shredder's Revenge Anniversary Edition comes out on uh, December 15th. Barry, any of these games or others you're going to be playing over the next couple weeks? Uh, Yeah, so
1: once I finish uh, Dragon Quest Monsters, uh, the next big one is going to be The Indigo Disc. Very much looking forward to the Pokemon DLC as the the final big game for the year. Uh, if I if I have time in between, I might uh, play something else, and and obviously after, I, you know, play something else. Uh, that's all to be determined. Uh, my in-laws coming in between as well, so I have to have a lot of things going on. But uh, you know, it's it's a good wind down. I think it's a good wind down to the the year. It's it's been a been a hell of a year. And December is usually a slower month anyways because of the holidays. It's November. Is everything wanna get out by Black Friday kind of deal? So uh I guess we'll see. Uh we'll see what else is coming. But that that's my main thing. And Shredder's Revenge. If if my physical game, I'd play it. I have uh, the physical coming. I, I haven't played Shredder's Revenge. Um, uh, but I'm like, oh I might as well wait and get the anniversary and get the uh the DLC and stuff too.
0: I didn't realize you still don't have it.
1: No, I have the game. I just don't have uh, the anniversary edition.
0: Oh, okay.
1: So I'm waiting on that. Oh, okay, I thought
0: you may your original still didn't come.
1: Oh no that that came maybe about six weeks or seven weeks ago. Like it it came really late. Okay. Well.
2: Okay. <laughs> yeah, that, I remember me and Steve playing online like like six seven months ago. That's Yeah,
0: fun, yeah. But. yeah. I knew it was late, but I was like, man, you still haven't gotten. It? Yeah. <laughs> Uh Greg, what have you been playing?
2: Oh probably mostly hitting up the backlog this time around. I'm trying to make sure I get some of the games all finalized for our game awards. Uh at least our game awards, <laughs> not the game awards. <laughs> but yeah. Get those underway and then me and Barry will have also played a review game to hit the sort of sort of whatever. <laughs> I can't think of it off the top of my head, but. nice. Yeah, pretty much, yeah, be putting some time to that one and then paying up backlog games to make sure I have time to have all the categories properly filled out. And then any additional time will probably be dumped more into Hogwarts Legacy,
0: most likely. Nice, nice. Uh, Jakester says that he's going to be finishing Future Redeemed and getting back into Okami, uh, doing Tetris 99, uh, Star Rail, Pikmin, Bloom, and Pokemon Sleep. So, I, I, have you guys tried out Pokemon Sleep yet? I'm like, is it a game you really play, or you basically just fire it up before you go to bed every night? Uh, I have
1: not <laughs> tried it, because when it came out, uh, my son was born, and I'm like, well, this is probably and the And you have no sleep. <laughs> no, I do. That's the thing. I didn't play because I expected to have no sleep, and knock on wood, my son sleeps through <laughs> the night and has, like, right from the beginning. So, he's awesome. But I could have played it, but I'm <laughs> like, oh, it's too late now. <laughs> Like, <laughs> like the second I do, it's going to jinx it, and he's going to wake up. So I'm like, I'm not touching it. Not rocking this boat. Not worth it.
3: <laughs> nice.
2: No, I haven't gotten Pokemon Sleep either. Um, I still haven't gotten Pikmin Bloom, but I don't know. Like, I feel like some of the mobile games are kind of falling off, and I'm only doing Mario Run these days because I have that ur- urgency to finish every single Mario game published by Nintendo 100%, so... Um, right now, Mario Run is the only game that has not hit that criteria.
0: Good for you. I am not, but good for you. You did, you
1: did New Super Mario <laughs> the too. And the
0: old DLC. Well, those are a all points. available, but
2: um, and I did. I wasn't including full DLC. I was doing the base game. But
1: did you get? Um, it, you did. a million coins? And, and I did.
2: Yeah. Point. Yeah. Nice. I had gotten I this, this thing before I stopped playing. Yeah. It was nice. like a level or something I found that you could grind for. It was like a few thousand
3: some
0: coins and I just replayed that level a thousand, like a thousand times. Nice. Nice. Oh man. Uh, yeah, I, I, I think I'm, I'm with you, Greg. I'm going to be trying to hit as many games as I can before the game awards, uh, our, our game awards, um, Episode as well. I know there's there's several in my backlog that I wanna wanna get some time with before um, I start putting my list together. I know Barry's already he's got his whole list together. He's had it ready since December first or something. But no, uh, it ready.
1: I've been doing it throughout the year. I've been I, I've been moving games around as I play throughout the year. I,
0: I think you've mentioned that you've done that the last couple of years, and I and I think every year I go, hmm, that's a good idea, but I I'd never do it myself.
2: <laughs> yeah, same here, Steve. <laughs> I was like, that sounds like it save me a lot of time and effort if I could just. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, it saves a lot of time at
1: the end because even if even if you say, "Well, this is my third best of the year," and then it winds up being your first best when you think about it after, at least it's in your list. You know what
0: That's true. Yeah. At least instead we have I'm our, like our uh...
2: Yeah, instead of like Google, this game come out in the last right. year. two years ago. When this. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, even that's why I was. I mean, spoiler alert, I was looking at Dragon Quest Treasures because it said it came out last yep. December. So it yep. is technically last year, but it is yep. eligible for our thing. Cause mm-hmm. it fits that December to November. Uh, this
0: year, absolutely. So. Yep. Yeah. We've to Quest mention Monster this earlier, Dragon but, Show. but that is the, that is the case. So we are going from December of last year through November of this year. So as you're putting your list together as well, make sure you, uh, take that into account as well, but. Yeah, I feel like there's there's lots of games that I have not uh, tried f- enough. I think, and and we'll talk about this next episode too. But like, there's not like a hard and fast rule that we have to have played all these games because there's no way that we're we've played all these games. Barry comes close. Uh, but <laughs> <I> know, <right? laughs> yeah, no way, no way. <laughs> but there's nope, no way we never. can play all of them, and so like yes, there'll be games on our list that we have not played, but we've experienced it enough. Like there's some games that I that I know are fantastic, but I'll watch someone else play them on Twitch instead of me playing it or on YouTube or something because. Number one, that cost a lot of money to play all these games. And secondly, I don't have the time, but sometimes some games are just better experienced other people playing it. And, and I think I've talked about it before, but like I, I would have never said that years ago, but there are some games that I really enjoy other people playing and I just got get to experience that through them. Um, so most, most of the games we've, we've played, um, especially our, our worst of the year. These are, those are games that we've, we've definitely played. Those are the worst games we've played th- throughout the year.
1: Yep. So. Yeah, those are, those are the only ones I haven't beaten to completion of my list
0: <laughs> because <laughs> I wasn't doing yeah. it. My... We'll, we'll talk yeah, about the next episode. Up? We're like, how, how, how quick did you give up on this game? <laughs> that should be oh, yeah. part of the the criteria um i'm but... uh,
2: surprised you're not supposed to leave any game left behind i thought like, <laughs> you're supposed to be the one that plays everything to completion like you're like our <laughs> own completionist on our own team here <laughs>
0: that's <the true>. right <laughs> <laughs> without the <series. laughs> uh, too soon too soon um. <laughs> yeah, I
2: mean, he's, he's the guy that logs in like a hundred hours of xenoblade chronicles 2 before like the episode so like
1: no, you know, all right, that twenty-four was, hours up
2: in the day, like he
1: logs hundred hours. That that is the very reason we do the November or the December to November thing because yeah. you know Blade yep. Chronicles 2, I had three days to play as much as I could before our, our awards, and I gave it second place behind Breath of the Wild. And had I had more time, I would have put it higher than Breath of the Wild. <laughs> uh I had no and I had my in-laws here. So I was like ignoring my in-laws while they're in town for the holidays. Trying to play as much as I could before our show. Yeah.
0: Zeno three was last year, right? Zeno three was last year. Okay, so you don't have that problem again between no. Zeno or Zelda. So, well, yeah, it
2: well, Yeah, <laughs> Zeno three also came out in like July or something. So it was like, yeah. more than enough time to play it without the year. Not like yeah. throw it in there like under like his favorite series, right? As like the, right at the end, yeah. <laughs> days before the podcast is going on. So,
0: yeah. Yeah, the really uh tough. the the DLC or the the other what's it called the this the it was not a DLC because you said it's like a full game it's from Xenon that it was created. that was this year right okay yeah, cool. Yeah, it's
2: corn of like DLC whatever. Like it's called. like
1: Torna Torna's yeah. of oh, it's a separate, entirely
0: done by itself, like self-contained. Cool, cool. Well, yeah, we'll be back a couple weeks, December eighteenth, with our next episode. um we we know that it's a it's a great time of the year. We are going to be taking a couple weeks off uh, after that. Actually, more like a month or so off. We'll we'll give you more details about when we'll be back um, on our game of the year episode. But we usually do take some some time off around the holidays uh, season. Um, I know some of you guys are already celebrating some holidays already. We we just passed Thanksgiving here in America, you know, a couple weeks ago, and heading in this whole holiday season. So. Wish you guys some happy holidays and uh, make sure to join us over on social media and in our Discord. We'll see you there and then see you back here on December 18th with the Game of the Year Awards. Happy gaming, everybody.
1: Have a good one. Happy holidays. Happy game.